So, what is it? So, what is it? So, what is it? The Red Wolf Podcast! So, welcome to this episode. We're just having a quick wrap-up of Series 2. Now, we've um, dissected all the fish bones completely over the last six weeks. Um, what do we think of it? Where do you think they might be going? And uh, what are we hoping for in the future? I- I'll start with Matty. He's our, he's our um, resident noob. So, um, <laughs> we're st- he forever will be, unfortunately. But, yeah. um, Matty, in comparison to Series 1, how do we get on with Series 2? Oh, it was a whole different ball game. Um, series two vastly improves from season one or series one. I'm going American, um, but yeah, it was a massive improvement. Really good. I'm very much looking forward to like I said. It's I think by the end of especially series two is made very obvious that it's going to progress, that it's going to get bigger, that it's going to continue. And I think that was really made obvious, especially towards the end of series two. So yeah, I'm looking forward to. Uh, to what it's going to bring but yeah series two in total was miles better than series one and series one was still good yeah do do i do i need to go to other two guys do we agree with matty there is there anything different we want to say or should we sort of just move on to a little bit of closer look at some of the characters yeah i I mean anything different they want to say or do we generally agree with that i generally agree yeah as do i dan oh totally agree yeah no absolutely it was it was uh, it was it was light years ahead. Yes, and as much as we um, found bits to enjoy in Series 1, it was definitely much more consistent, wasn't it? And a lot more things to laugh out loud at. We quite often said we were we were laughing out loud from time to time. Right, so characters then. Dan, what do you reckon? Um, progression of characters. Now, we, we, we keep saying about a sitcom and resetting and stuff, but I don't think that's necessarily quite always the case with Red Dwarf. Where do you see the characters having watched these two series? I think they've all moved forwards. They've all moved forwards a lot. We found out more in terms of the backstory um, for for everybody. We found out we, we're just seeing them interact more. I think we're probably still struggling to to fully synchronise Cat. I think yeah. that Holly seem, slips in. Obviously, we've had at least one episode where you know it's it's pretty much all about Holly uh, in 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 Quig. But Cat has had moments far more moments he's had some really really good moments in series two but i think there are one or two episodes or one or two bits of of, of a few episodes where it's oh we need a cat bit and mm-hmm. they they haven't landed as well which is a shame because i think there have been moments in series two where danny john jules as cat has shown mm-hmm. what i know because i've seen them um he's capable of and we've we've seen we've seen the very best of cat but i, I know there's more to come just as that dynamic just gets ironed out a little bit more because I think, yeah, they've all moved on um, and it, it just, it, it, it shows. I think the, the moments where Cat is of, of a, a cat bit, they stick out now, whereas that was how he was used in the first series, whereas now it stands out because the rest of it just seems so much that, so much, that much more smooth, I think. Yeah, interestingly, I mean, I didn't mention it when we were talking about a parallel universe. They did a couple of callbacks, didn't they? He he came onto the ship and he did, this is man, this is mine, because he could smell the dog. Absolutely. And then he did, I'm going to make myself look big. And that did feel like a return to, not that, that those stuff had disappeared, but those things from the first series, which you particularly liked in the first series, didn't you, Matt? Yeah, that's right. I did. 
Um, but I think there has been a lot more character uh, character development, and I think I would go as far as saying Cat I think was underused in the first series. Still not completely central, but is a lot more in there this time. Um, I think Holly has by far had the biggest character development for me, just and showing how sterling a comedian the guy is mm. with mm. and I mean obviously that's a lot to do with the writing but he's been used a lot more and the way that he his very deadpan way of saying things you know with the explosions uh, in the Queeg episode <laughs> you know just the oh yeah it was the yellow one you know after this massive explosion and and, and Lister's hurled through the air it just I, he's great and has really made um, made a big impression in this in this particular series. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's always that sense when we sit down to record of uh, what were the good Holly lines this week. I mean, there's that sort of thing in the air, isn't it? Almost. So I think that's one that's... of the main differences from series one to series two. I mean, because you know, I I'd said that I I watched it sort of on a part time basis. I think from probably mm. about series three or four onwards, um, right through through the to the end of the nineties. But I remember and I remembered Holly being a lot more prominent than the character was certainly in, in the first series and, and it was a lot more like that in the the second series yeah M- matter what have you what have you noticed about the character or maybe even the performances i suppose um i completely agree with what matt was saying there as well and um, we're saying about holly especially i think as an actor a guy or i can't think of his name norman lovett norman lovett who plays holly i think easily comedy wise is such a great comedic actor he can do dry humour so incredibly, incredibly well. Because if you actually look back to the very first episode with the emergency, there's an emergency going on, there's still an emergency, and you look to now, all our characters, we've seen a huge progression in character, personally for the actors and for the characters themselves. Holly has been given more lines, mm-hmm. but throughout he has consistently been the same level of funny. He hasn't really adapted his acting or anything like that. He's been consistently funny throughout. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely say he's been the highlight from the beginning and still that stays in the second series. Um, oh yeah, he's had, he's had some corkers. I mean, it, I suppose it's the, the danger is wondering how you can keep up those sort of jokes because it, it is that same sort of joke though, isn't it? It's that, oh, I'm doing this daft thing, which is what Queeg was built around, wasn't it, after all? Yeah. I'm doing this silly thing. I mean, I, I will say I found the, the taglines at the beginning. Um, I remember talking about this right back at the start of the podcast and sort of like how long they're going to be there for. And I've not always thought they've worked as well as they might do. Um, some of those have been funny. The Shaken Back one, for example, is uh, one of my favourites. Felicity but... Kendall's ass. Yes, Felicity Kendall's bottom. It's a good one, but I don't think they've all worked. But that's just that little part of the show. But it is interesting to think he's he's limited up there um, on the screen. And another thing I thought of the other day from Queeg, of course, when he's being so, of course, we we have this big joke of you know that he's. He's this very intelligent, high IQ machine who has the ability to all these things but doesn't for some reason. But when now we know that he was Queeg the entire time. We know he has the ability to do all these things. We know actually he has the ability to wake him up first thing in the morning. He has the intelligence of Queeg and everything that happened. And he was doing it for a joke, which means actually he is actually as clever as he says he is. As he says he is. Behind mm, it, I, I, don't, I don't think I'd go that far, but he's, he can certainly he can certainly put on an act. Well, that was the plot. It was a plot device to kind of show that things, you know, it's it's 
maybe always better than ever you know, as Kylie quite correctly said. And um, <laughs> there has been a lot of kind of um, slightly moralistic kind of storylines woven in there, you know, to, to, that do make you think. And I know we've discussed those in, in the in the podcast, especially with Rimmer being, you know, having a tragic childhood and. Mm. Even in a fantasy game, his own sort of brain not allowing him to be happy, you know, and it's it's very sad, but also highly amusing. Well, I think, you know, Matt, you said it last week, the funny is in their misery with the best one in the world. If everyone's yeah, happy, yeah. it's not particularly amusing. It's it's the fact that they, you know, their um, their uh, stifled ambition is, 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 is what's funny. And of course, Rimmer has an awful lot of stifled ambition. He aspires to be... Uh, Napoleon and yet uh, is a not particularly successful chicken soup nozzle machine repairman. I mean, on, on Holly, I think that they've worked out what uh, they saw how brilliant he was in the first and he, he was a standout. And I think Matty's right. He's, he's held a very high standard throughout. I think when they sat down to write the second series, they worked out, hang on a minute, he's good. Mm. Let's give him some more. And I think he absolutely rose to it. I think um, I, I, I totally take your point. I think some of those, you know, SOS and additional bits worked. I liked the fact that with the last episode, Parallel Universe, with the tongue-tied opening, they don't feel wedded to it. Yeah. And I like the fact that, you know, they, you know, we, we've talked before about how sitcoms can be formulaic. And sometimes they fall back on catchphrases or, or, or oh, and this will be the point at which this sort of thing happens and then that will be the point that the other thing happens and they've and they've done a little bit of that and they've begun to and they we saw them we felt them throughout the first and, and second series sort of experimenting oh this could be a thing that that character says but they've not felt wedded to it they've tried it and they've moved on what seems to work they'll stick with but it, it's almost like we're getting to see them we're getting to see this process happen in in, in front of us i think you know norma love it is brilliant yeah. as holly and yeah. I, i'm delighted they've given him more to do because um he hasn't disappointed us in any episode. The episodes that we've loved, he's been central, and the episodes that we've not liked so much, at least there's been some good holly. <laughs> I have a bit of a confession to make with regards to the character of Crichton. We are listening, child. Okay. So, obviously, Crichton is in the first episode and is not the Crichton that I remember. We discussed that, in, and it is in a epi our second episode of the podcast, and you said, well, that basically said that Crichton does not reappear. Yeah. And I didn't know whether you were joking or not. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I didn't know whether you were joking. And it was only today, after after having watched all six episodes, and Crichton hasn't been in, and we've kind of said, well, where was Crichton in every episode? One that, of my favourite parts of each episode. <laughs> no, we didn't say it in the last episode. No, I know. And that and it's because I looked today and... What one of the things I said was right, and one of the and everything else was complete nonsense. Um, <laughs> that the it's true. The guy that played him, David Ross, was not actually available to do right, yeah. other episodes because he was actually in a theatre play. And no, I, I think that's not for this series. That's for when Crichton returns. Right. But, but do you remember what I said about <laughs> shock, shock, <laughs> Do you remember what I said about um, things being made out of order? Yes, yes. Um, I was right. The crying mm. episode was made fourth, and I think a Better Than Life was made first. No, no, exactly, and it was at the time. And I think when when we were recording, we had a bit of confusion because I was agreeing with you, but trying not to say too much for the benefit of Matty, and you felt I was holding something back 
uh, from you, which wasn't the no, case at but all. you actually <laughs> confessed that he doesn't appear in the rest of the series. Yeah, and then, and I, but I was like, is he kind of messing with me? Is, is he going to well, appear? That's entirely, it's entirely possible, I suppose. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, obviously because I know you, and I, <laughs> and I and I. It was only today, actually, have before I I came actually having watched um, the sixth episode on Saturday. I looked at um, Wikipedia. I was like, oh, right, okay, so he doesn't return. And then mm. l- looked at the sort of the the beginnings of um, series three, but I'm not going to say anything there. And, well, of, co- of course, for all Matty's uh, feigned surprise, he knows Crichton comes back. Yeah. Um, and obviously that's something we're going to have going forward. So I, I, I hope, and I take it, you're looking forward to seeing that new character when he appears, Matty. I'm looking forward to that new character to reintroduce himself again. And suffice to say, it does really change the dynamic of what we've got. So I'm, I'm, I'm presuming any, well, not anyone, but a lot of people who might be listening to this podcast have probably seen Red Dwarf and know what's going to happen, but not necessarily. But it does, yeah, fundamentally change the dynamic of what we've got. So we know we're changing. At the very least, we know something new is on the horizon and it doesn't sit still. Uh, at this period of time in the show's history, things but are going to change. It feels like they, you know, it, it, I know there's a third series and, and, and more obviously, you know, and I know that Crichton's coming back at least in one episode, but it doesn't feel like they need to add a character because it's not working. It's working as it's working really well. Um, and so, you know, we said at the beginning of series two, oh, you know, it'd be nice if they got out the ship. It would be nice if we saw more of the ship. It would be nice if we saw, you know, other people. And they've done that. And I've I've really enjoyed that. But they've done that in such a way as that we've seen our characters more. We've seen them grow. We've seen them interact and learn more about them through doing that, um, as opposed to, oh, geez, this is a bit flat. Let's put them somewhere else. So I, I like what they've done. I think they've they've got a bigger budget. I think they've had more time to think. They've had time to reflect on the first series. And I think the second series is better in almost every single regard. No, every single regard. And um, so it, it, it's grown. I look forward to series three on that basis that if they can continue that trajectory. I, yeah, series two just worked. It clicked. It's quite I think we've reflected unusual. on that in most episodes, haven't we? Yeah, quite but there's, there's real obvious reasons why... Um, why Crichton does come back, which we'll get to in the next series. Uh, yeah, for writing reasons, there are very clear and obvious reasons why why they need the extra character, I think, which doesn't seem obvious because they've done such a good job in series two. But yeah. but I'm sure sitting down writing it, the, the problems became obvious. Sorry, Matt, you were about to say something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of unusual with the fact that both series were shown, series one and series two, in 1988. That's really kind of unusual these days for certainly for the BBC to have two series of the same comedy show within one calendar year. So there wasn't a, obviously a massive amount of time between between the two, and it also does show that the fact that the BBC obviously had faith in it. And I wonder what changes there are going to be then further into series three from a sort of production and set and that sort of thing. It's very interesting when you say that, being into other archive television, you think, oh, it carried on, so they must have faith in it, where sometimes it means, bugger, we haven't got anything else to put on, we might as well do that again. I mean, I don't know if that was the case with Red Dwarf, but that certainly does happen sometimes as a case of, well, we haven't got anything else. 
Maybe. Series one was put out, uh, was put together and then put out very quickly because there was, uh, I think, it a was strike, a, wasn't there? Was yeah. Attrition strike, I think, yeah. or some some studio worker strike. So when they came out of that, it was like, right, what have we get ready? We need to make some programs now. So they made series one. And I guess the that that concertina, the the, the production uh, of other things, it was like, okay, well, if you're ready to go again, crack on, fill your boots, because other things have been have been delayed. Perhaps I think I think that probably did play into it. But I think you're right, Matt. If they were able to follow up series one with season two so quickly, I guess they could say it was all fresh. So from a writing perspective, it was like, oh, I'll, let's build on that, let's build on that, and so they didn't have to wait. I mean, I know that you know, when they make series now, they tend to be longer than six episodes. But you know, and we we don't get to see them. Uh, there's a year between them normally, but yeah. potentially that that dynamism would have would have helped. I think we've benefited certainly. Agreed. Performance wise, I think uh, Chris Barry carried on, and he had better lines to say, so his performance was able to shine a lot more. I mean, he definitely got more comfortable, mm-hmm. but he was more there than say Craig Charles was in the first series. He's really settled down in his part, hasn't he? Well, the the progression of Craig Charles was kind of interesting to see across the first series because that was one of the things that we commented on towards the end of the second, the end of the first series that Craig Charles looked a lot, looked and felt a lot more comfortable, and he's been great, absolutely great. There has been, you know, not not none of the sort of shaky or not very convincing delivery that there was in the first series. Um, but when you say they were made out of order, I mean, I mean. W- when we talked about Crichton, we all said, oh, he's so much more comfortable. That's, he's doing a really good job. And there were a couple of moments in episodes later where I felt he'd gone backwards, which is obviously he hadn't gone backwards. It was an earlier film thing. So that, that sort of information about knowing the order does make a difference, doesn't it? Because yeah. in Crichton, he was solid, really. And, and yet, yet in the, in the ones that were filmed earlier, he was, well, he was still better than he was in series one. But there were a couple of moments where he was still calming down from that earlier performance, I'd say. Absolutely. Mm. Better Than Life was made first. Then Thanks for the Memory. Then Stasis, Stasis Leak. Crichton was f- was made fourth. Parallel Universe was made fifth. And Quig was, made, was, was the last one made. Well, there's definitely a split between the location stuff was first and... Mm the studio bound ones were later isn't isn't there really oh yeah that does that does make sense yeah that so that's what seemed to have happened there so whether they were planned in that order as a series or they chose to put them in an order who knows really well i mean i suppose it's logical because you use you view things in watching order you for some reason and no one's ever told us this you know unless you know about tv and how it's made or films or whatever you think that's the order that they're made in but obviously, you know, they're not. I mean, there's no real continuity things that they have to keep in order. They could probably be swapped around to any order, really, couldn't they? I don't think there's anything that does carry over. And as we talk about a lot of the time, things reset. Except, of course, um, Parallel Universe. Most and- of the throwbacks are safe, aren't they? I mean, we made the point, didn't we, in the Parallel uh, Parallel Universe um, episode that, you know, the throwback to Better Make Myself Look Big and, and other bits and pieces, they were throwbacks to Series 1, so it was it was quite safe. Whether or not they had to edit them out because they tried to put it in one that they hadn't used yet in other cases, I, I, I don't know. But I think that progression in, in Craig Charles is, is, is absolutely right. I think knowing that sequencing that they filmed them then probably does explain a few bits. But he just... 
he inhabits the character. I mean, I know him as Lister mm. because, you know, for a couple of decades, he's been Lister to me. But in series two, he really was Lister. And you just, you just felt it. He wasn't playing a part. He was, he was living it. And I think he's had funnier lines as well. I think in the first series, his character suffered from being the, I don't know, let's call it the romantic lead, I suppose. Not that he had rom- too much romance, although the Kachansky thing was there, but he was the sort of down-to-earth one who happened to be a bit slobby for comedy effect, and and the others were the silly characters. But I think I think he's had better lines. Well, they've all had better lines, haven't they? But he's had better lines. And we yeah. talked about, again, it's in the mind about the disco walls using only his lips and stuff like that but yet he's still the one there who's morally judging Rimmer which is interesting he's a slob but he's still the sort of like that you, you can't behave like this you need to be a decent person well his slobbiness I guess only offends anyone with um, a sense of smell whereas Rimmer does things that make other people's lives unpleasant not just smell wise so that that that's where he comes from. He he still has that moral compass. That I think that we found in series one in Crichton. I mentioned you know he he gets cross at the idea of abusing Crichton's trust or programming. He's the one when they uh, when they meet their parallel selves. Rimmer is just discomforted by the fact that he's on the end of this misogynistic crap, whereas Lister is almost beginning to sort of think, oh, hang on a minute, you know, I, I didn't don't think I'd realised how how um, how male dominated our society is then he gets somewhat sidetracked by the idea that he might be pregnant um of course as as one would but yeah you're right he's still that moral compass and rimmer is still uh, that moral vacuum but entertaining for it now i don't generally like to rank things too much but matty how has your opinion of i mean actually thinking back one of the things you said was oh i don't really like the cat that much early on how do you feel about the, the characters in general now? Of all the characters or just the cat? Well, the cat, because that was one you pointed out you didn't get on with quite so well, but yeah, in general. I mean, in general, I think all the characters have progressed. I think they all definitely have their place, and I think they're definitely well-deserved there. The cat, um, I do enjoy the character of the cat, and I'm not to say I don't like the character. For me, I feel like every character in there is necessary for the story, is necessary for the series, a lot of occasions I feel like the cat is an, an added part and not integral to the story, which I think is what I said not last week, week before. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, and I think so the cat is always an added bonus, a cherry on the on the cake, opposed to being a part of the story. I think it would be great to see a story where the cat is integral to it. Yeah, we've not really had that too much, have we? We have they've all yeah. had stories, but the cat hasn't apart from sort of in the first series with the cat god but even that was about lister and yeah. Rimmer rather than the cat wasn't it yeah, yeah. it'd be great where the, if the cat ha- had his moment i think that's what yeah, i think that's what the cat needs you feel he could he could um he could carry it don't you now whereas at first yeah. series cat you might struggle whereas you know first series cat when you had the the exposition about the the evolution of the cats and their religious wars and everything else it was still a mechanism for for mm. dave lister to do some some self discovery whereas now you feel that, yeah, the, I th- yeah, I agree with you, Matty. I yeah. think the cat is now ready for a storyline that's about the cat and for him. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the others can support him through. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, I, that's a, a all good, interesting chat. I'm not sure there's too much more to to pick over here, unless anyone wants to say anything else. It just seemed to be Red Dwarf series one and a whole lot more. Well, what I will say as uh, is 
the budget is increased next year. Okay, so now we'll move on briefly to our rankings of the series. Yeah, so I'll go throw it out to you quickly just before we give a rundown here. What do you reckon is going to be the most liked episode of series two? Ooh. Queeg, or you can all get off. <laughs> Not um, everyone voted Queeg at the top. I think that's going to rate, rate pretty highly. Okay, um, so what about the least liked then? Obviously, some will get dragged down by some people, but what do we think? <laughs> Not every episode's got over one, but everyone's got to give a one. So, you know, it's going to affect things. I found it really difficult because there were no episodes I really didn't like. That's not to suggest that there were episodes in the first series that I really didn't like, but I found it more harsh to rank something sixth in this series because I thought the standard was altogether overwhelmingly better. Yeah, I found um, it tough. And, and as we've talked about them, it's difficult to remember exactly how we felt, I suppose. Uh, Matty, what do you reckon is going to be the least liked? Parallel universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's see. Can we have some countdown music, please? On some drama. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on in the end. Okay. okay. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to actually physically do it. I was enjoying that. But okay. In last place, although not disgracefully, I don't think, was Parallel Universe. Oh. The least liked amongst us no, none of us none of us put it in the top half believe it or not oh, no. even though it had a spirited defence in our episode talking about it it didn't actually end up in the top half um, after that was thanks for the memory which seemed to split us actually um, two of us ranked it quite highly but two people ranked it as their worst Matt and Dan and uh, that got 10 points whereas Parallel got 9 points Next up after that, uh, joint on 13, bit of Better Than Life and Stasis Leak. Uh, then there's a bit of a leap up to 19 points. This is out of a possible 24, of course. 19 points was Crichton. Yay! The first episode of the series. So uh, that's a good start to the series, it seems. And yes, reigning on top is Queeg. Although, yep. again, there, there, was, there was someone dragging it down. Um, I won't say... I won't tell you this, it was Matty, because that would be unfair. But, uh, It'd be very unfair, wouldn't it? <laughs> that got 20 points. So that was your, so that was your, your um, second least favourite episode, Matty. I love how you just said, we won't say out loud who it was, and then straight on, that was your second to last episode. Really? It? <laughs> I, when it, right, okay. That's just, 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 uh, that's, just... That's, that's valid. I, I, so people can be wrong. It's valid. <laughs> This is what I knew so no, this was coming. No, right, let me just say, I did not dislike that episode in any way, and the ending was absolutely hilarious. It's more just that all the other episodes have had a lot more of a story going to a lot more jokes going through, whereas that was all just one long joke. A very good joke, a very funny joke, but it felt like it was all leading up to one thing, whereas the other episodes have led to lots of different things, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, interestingly, it does make sense, yeah. Interestingly, uh, Better Than Life, none of us voted it the same at all. I voted that uh, at the bottom, actually, whereas Matt voted that second from top. So that, that's a, a big difference there. So this um, series has split us more in the sense of maybe it was just difficult to rank these things in the first place. This is not exactly a, a great science, is it? But anyway, there you go. So well done to Queeg. Right, let's move on to our quiz, shall we? Are you ready for this, guys? I mean, you were amazing last time. <laughs> So I expect similar things. Now, to be honest, what I've done 
is I've tried to adjust things here a little bit. So I, I feel as though I was a little bit harsh last time and, and obviously making the questions is easier when you're doing it yourself and it, the, the answers seem obvious. I've tried to make them a little bit simpler, but I'm not going to make any guarantees. <laughs> well, bearing in mind how the last one went, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> We say make it a little bit easier. We need are you smarter than a ten year old levels of easier, I think, at the moment. Well, it does require you to have watched the programme. I mean, we've watched the programme. I I mean I make the assumption that we watch it twice. No, it's not necessarily the case, is it? No. But um but that's sort of my assumption. But then we do talk about it for uh, for so quite some length. Whether these things came up and what we talked about or not, I don't know. I've tried I've tried to do that for the ones that are longer ago, I try to make them easier for like parallel universe i've done them a bit more obscure i'm gonna make a bold prediction i think that we will achieve a higher collective point score than we did last time yeah i'm just gonna put it out there oh i think we can do this guys i'm hoping you're right 50 percent or more i'm hoping for 50 percent is a pass okay so what i'm gonna do though if if someone doesn't know it in this order i'm gonna pass it to matty first what no, you get first crack at a wrong answer. Okay, yeah, okay. And then Matt second, and then Dan last, if it wasn't his question, all right? That's my order of preference, based based on the last quiz. Is that fair? So okay. we're being seeded, effectively? Yes, <laughs> indeed. <Right. laughs> yeah. Okay, in which way? I choose, to, I choose to think of that positively, then. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it that way. <laughs> okay, all I've done is one question for each um, episode so. this time, and I'm, I'm going to go in order. Okay, and the order is going to be Matty, Matt, and Dan in order of broadcast. So, Matty from Crichton, what was the name of the ship we found Crichton on? No, Blue Midget. No, Blue Midget was the is a smaller ship, isn't it? Well, let's hope that's not an answer to another question for someone else. Do you not remember? Because I remember specifically pointing this out yes, to you. I I mean, do. Obviously, if you'd listened to Crichton, the episode, the podcast, recently as it went out, then you, it would have been mentioned, wouldn't it? But you probably haven't bothered. It was mentioned. I'll pass up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass up. Am I here Matt. solely to be the punch bag of the podcast? I mean, <laughs> where you have, yes. have new when, li- Like Red Dwarf, our roles are developing. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm being unfair on you. But, Matt, what do you think? Was it Nova 5? Correct. Bollocks. Wow. Do you remember that now, Matty? Yes, I do. Okay, Matt, then. Can you name one of the films that Lister got Crichton to watch? Oh, Easy Rider? I'll take Easy Rider. Oh. As it's correct. (laughs) (laughs) Anyone want to name the others just for fun? Without a Cause was one. Yep. And the other one was Wild Ones. That's the Marlon Brando, isn't it? Nah. Okay, Dan. What was Rimmer's nickname at school? His real nickname, not one he made up. Oh, that's a shame because I can remember Ace or Ace Hole, <laughs> but uh, I cannot remember his nick- his actual nickname at school. Sorry, I feel. I feel okay, horrible. Matty, can you remember? No, I'm gonna have to pass it. Yeah, I I, I would have said Ace. Yeah, that was his own nickname. His actual nickname was Bonehead. Okay, best in the life. Matty, can you name both of the cat's girlfriends in the game? Um, was the woman with the kids. <laughs> the woman? <laughs> the woman with the kids. No, I can't. Right, Matt. I know that one, one was half fish, but I'm, I'm sorry, I can't remember her name. Dan? 
well, there was the mermaid. I can't remember if she had a name. Was he also going out with Marilyn Monroe? That's correct. Mar- Marilyn Monroe and the reverse mermaid. Boop, boop, be-doo. Right. <laughs> Matt. Oh, now this one. This, see, this stuck in my mind as something I remembered. I'm wondering if it is for you as well. Okay. What did they find Lister doing down the toilet bowl that, they, that made them take him to a psychiatrist? I have absolutely no idea. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry. Matty, do you have an idea? Was he was he making a drink or something? <laughs> I'm thinking, was he making a drink or something? I don't know. That's what was coming to mind. Absolutely not. No, Dan? Was, well. I can't remember. I'm sorry. Oh, see, just things I remember. It's funny, isn't it, really? He was uh, reading the football results to his dad. Yeah, of course he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't remember that yeah. at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was that long bit about talking about his dad having died and that his grand said they flushed him down the same place as the goldfish or put, he went to the same place. Gone to the same place as the goldfish. Yes, 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 Okay, Dan, now, what is the book that Rimmer had to sign in Better Than Life? The title of the book he had to sign. Oh, it was his biography and it was, oh, yeah, because it was the junior officer, wasn't it? And he came in and he said, oh, I'll be the... I'll be, yeah, I'll be, be the, the toast of the. I'll be the. I'll be the toast. Toast of the. Uh, toast of the quarters with this. I can't remember what it was called. I can almost picture it with him covered in braiding and admiralty uniform. Mm, you've all got the, the picture in your head, Matty. Yeah. Um, Dan's giving you a little bit of a, a pointer there. Can you remember the title? Not a clue on that one. No, Matt. No. And I, I can't remember. I'm, I'm going to guess it's something like my military life or something like that. I don't know. Um... Very close. It's my incredible career by. Admiral A.J. Rimmer. Yeah. I did Good. really have most of the pieces there, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, we we're, were almost there. Almost there on that one. <laughs> and yet nowhere. Okay, now, ironically, thanks for the memory, is the next uh, episode. Matty, oh I want you to complete the line for me. Okay. I'm going to give you a clue. This is a holly line. Okay. S- supplies are plentiful. We have enough food and drink to last 30,000 years. Although we have run out of... Second back. Yes! Shake and back. I think we are struggling for the 50%, Mark. We are going to have to up <laughs> Well, we're, 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 not 50%. we're not through the quiz yet. Matt, what was the name of the girlfriend that Lister gave Rimmer a memory of? Oh, no! I rem- <laughs> Oh, my God, I remember that really... <sighs> I, can, I can see her as well. I can see... You can Rimmer, see her. Rimmer dressed name on a gravestone. Yeah, quite, walking across the um, yeah, walking across the kind of like the, what looked like a park. Um, and the gravestone said, "To the memory of." It wasn't Elaine, was it? It wasn't Elaine. I'm going to pass it over to oh, Matty. Knickers. Go on, repeat the question again. Sorry. What was the name of the girlfriend that Lister gave the memory of to Rimmer? Oh, oh, it's the one on the grass, isn't it? Well, if you say so, yes. Lying yeah, she on, fell, on, she the... fell on the grass. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I love you, Rimmer. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Michelle? I'm afraid not. Oh. Dan? Lisa Yates. Oh. Lisa Yates, well done, Dan. Well done, Hurtling towards that 50% total. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, it's your question now. How long has Rimmer spent making love? Are you including the time it took to eat the pizza? <laughs> well, I've got that written down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I can only remember the fact that he, he gave a time, it was short, but it did include the time to eat the pizza. 
which I think on in a tiebreak I want as a half mark. But no, I don't. I don't recall. It. Well, I think Matt knows. I mean, you got it. You. I mean, even you got to give a guess at least, haven't you, on that one? Two minutes. <laughs> Quick eating of a pizza. Lovely. Oh, idea. Matty, Matty, what do you think? Well, uh, the number that came to my mind was seven minutes. No, incorrect. It's not two. It's not seven. Matt, you know. I I know. It was from 7.31 to 7.43, and it was 12 minutes. And actually knowing the time it was from, I mean, I may have to double-check that in a tie-break situation, but it sounds good. That's, that's quality. Hats yeah. off, mate. Two points yeah, well for done. that. Well done. I'm good with good on that one. We had the pizza, and we had the actual time. <laughs> okay, stasis leak. Matty, what did Rimmer do to originally get painting detail? If you remember at the start of the episode, he was listing what Lister was doing. But then he ended up getting um, PD as well. What did he do to get it? I was thinking something about magic mushrooms. Is It's around that scene, isn't it? It's around that scene, yeah. Uh, What's funny is when you edit it, it makes you look like you guys think really quickly. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than kind of like dead air. It'll be, what did he do? Oh, it's about magic mushrooms, isn't it? It's around <laughs> that scene, yep. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I remember the scene about the magic mushrooms, him putting the complaint in about him. Him sitting down and saying, you made him do da 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 I can't remember what that specifically was. Okay, well, I'm going to pass it on. Matt, what do you think? Um, he was rude to the captain. I would have to ask for a bit more than that. Uh, didn't he tell him to sh- shove it up his arse or something like that? Um... No, I'm, I may have been unfair on the quest- question here. I'm, I'm looking for something different, which maybe I've misled you slightly on. What I'm looking for is when they're walking down the corridor and he's got his PD after the meeting... But yeah, you're right. He did say shove up your big fat ass, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, my bad question, actually. So, do I get a point? I might give you a point, Dan. If you can um, tell me the other thing as well, I might give you a point too. I can't do better than that, I'm afraid. Okay. What I was thinking of, and my, my apologies, my bad question was, was to shove a pencil up his nose, the rubber end. Of course, the rubber that, end. That was what he got his final amount of PD for, uh, as they left the office. If it had been the pointy end, he'd have got a lot more. But yeah, Matt, I'll give you a point for that. Thank you. Right, okay. <clears throat> Your question, Matt. What is it they bring back as a test to see if they can bring people back from the past? Is it a bar of soap? Correct. Well, what I would have known! <laughs> is, that one you, is that one you knew, Matty? That's one I would have known as well. Oh, that's oh, it. That's, that's all my points gone. I won't be able to get any more. <laughs> I know you're shaking back. You don't know what's coming up yet. Right, Dan, this is your complete the line from Holly. I was in love once. A Sinclair ZX81. People said, no, Holly, she's not for you. She was cheap. She was stupid. And... I don't know. Something... I'm guess it's a guess something like they just couldn't interface or something. I'm sorry. I'm afraid that's not good enough. No, Matty, was it easy to load? I'm going to give you that. She wouldn't load for me. Ah, yeah. Oh, she she wouldn't load. Well, not for me anyway. Okay. <laughs> it's difficult because I, I remember we did talk about it during the episode yeah. when we, we were there. Right. Okay. Up to Queeg, Matty. What was it that was damaged during? the asteroid strike um the damage reporting machine um i'm not going to give you a point for that i'm going to give you another chance that that was the joke but what was what was the heavy damage done to it in the ship apart uh, from the joke of the damage machine was it the the hologram machine the hologram yes it was the hologram simulation suite yep, yep. you can have that now the point they're racking up now oh, racking sorry. up Get me matt 
Yarp. Here's your complete the line. And if I do say so, I think I've given you the easiest one. <laughs> That's a load of Tottenham, that is. Yeah. <laughs> a steaming pile of... Hotspur. <laughs> get in. That's the Just one and only time confirm. I will get a football reference. <laughs> Just to confirm, that definitely was the easiest line. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, checks in the pose. <laughs> okay. Right, so Dan... What book is it that's been mangled up that Kat is listening to at the start of the episode? Tess of the D'Urbervilles. Correct, yeah. Tess of the D'Urbervilles. Brilliant. See, right, that is okay. the only time I've used the fact I studied that book at GCSE to any good <laughs> use whatsoever. <laughs> oh, dear. All oh, right, right. Last one then, Parallel Universe. Now, Matty doesn't get a question for this one. No, he does. Right, <laughs> so <laughs> because this is the most recent episode, these are actually quite... Oh, for God's sake. Depends how <laughs> Move on to the next person. During the episode. So what is it? Um, so a Red Dwarf it? podcast. <laughs> what is it that's written on the dog's T-shirt? Is it like... Words? Is it, it's, it's, it's a white T-shirt and it's black writing across the top. Well, it's the other way around, but yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I was doing well. I'm dyslexic. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Was it something like like demon or hellboy, bad boy, something like that? I'm afraid not. Oh. Matt, do you want to have a go at this? No idea. Dan? I thought it's two words, and I thought the first word was bad, and I can't remember the second, but no, I don't know. It's actually dog market. Well, I wouldn't have had a clue on that. Dog market. You know what? I did notice that when I was watching it, and I mm. thought that means nothing to me, so that's a joke I'm not getting there, but... No, it didn't mean anything. But I mean, the, I've made them like this because obviously, potentially, some of us have watched this episode just today. So, um, yeah. Right. It's an outrageous slur. Take it back. <laughs> now, Matt. Yeah. Interestingly, I didn't bother to write the answer down to this. I think <laughs> well, I, hope you I, know think I can remember what it is. How many kisses are there on Holly's face when they return before they. I'm going to say eight. It's not eight. Matty. Five? I don't think it was five, Dan. I was going to say four. I think it was six. <laughs> right. Hold on. Pause, pause the on. recording. Someone I'm going to check. Googling this. Yes, well done, Matty. It was five. Good shout. Well remembered. <laughs> Thank you. Now, final question of the round. Here we go. What is it? That's different. <laughs> what, is, oh, what is it that's in the cat's little bouquet that's slightly different I've no idea besides flowers Matty it was pink whatever it was oh, oh I remember looking at that yeah were they like really odd were they like pink fish or something I'm gonna guess but it was pink well I was uh, only after fish I think they were goldfish but I'm, I was, fish is good enough so um, fish points well done well this is this is quite a stunning result we've got here i mean <laughs> i mean such a strong victor last time out in the I, last okay place. i now wish to retrospectively complain that i was the last go for any of the bonuses are you but saying if side, you had the bonuses you would have got more <laughs> damn straight um uh, on the plus side i think i might get them next time <laughs> so well well done dan you got three right not quite the 50 percent mark we were hoping for 
but three. But yes, you it wasn't were fifty percent what I got last time. <laughs> you were in the back seat. We had more questions last time. You were in the back seat. You had last crack at the bonus questions, and I did give you overall the harder questions. Mm. I will admit. Doesn't make me feel as better as it should. Second place was Matty. Very well done, Matty. You end up with five. Considering on no. um, round five, I think you had about two. You ended up with five somehow. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um... <laughs> I'll take yes, that. You, yeah, you got three questions right on that last, that last it's round. It's not over till it's over. I took everyone's you know, you... answers. <laughs> and Matt, you're the winner with six. Woohoo! Yeah, well done. Well Thank done. you very much. Okay. This, Good this... round. Well, I enjoyed that quiz. This worst quiz ever. <laughs> was it a steaming pile of hearts, Dan? <laughs> it was absolutely. OK, we're fantastic to get together and uh, talk about the series as a whole, have a little bit of a quiz and, and think about how we enjoy those episodes. Now, I'm sure we will continue to enjoy. Now, now Matt, I, I don't think there's a bad episode from this point out. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say <laughs> it out loud. We've heard that before. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the increased budget, but that means with an increased budget, my, stand, my standards also go up as well. It's an increased budget, but I don't expect too much. <laughs> it's still made in the early 90s, late 80s. But uh, yeah, yeah, there's de definitely a wind of change, which is going to be nice to talk about. But we'll leave it until we, we get there. Yeah, on that note, from So What Is It, a Red Wolf podcast, we'll say goodbye. So goodbye from me, Matthew. Goodbye from me, Matt. Goodbye from me, Matty. And goodbye from me, Dan. See you later, everyone. Bye. Bye. Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss? Is it a wuss? Oop, oop, be doo. Knickers.